they now bring us groceries. They brought us food yesterday and our quarantine kits. They brought us gloves, masks, all that stuff. Hand sanitizer, thermometers. Oh my goodness. As someone who tried to find a thermometer by walking through six different retail stores before ordering one on Amazon, which still has not arrived, I'd say, oh my goodness is right. I'm impressed. That was Ofense Quinaite, South African Comart student and soccer player at New York Tech. The they he's referring to are none other than New York Tech staff taking care of our international students. Bravo. From my closet at home in Islip Terrace, New York, I'm Emily Tafur, and this is NYIT International. This is a podcast dedicated to the lives and journeys of New York Tech's international students. And at this moment in time, it is inevitable we talk about the COVID-19 pandemic and how it is affecting them. These are unprecedented times, and I'm sure no one ever considered, what will we do with our international students should we need to shut down our campuses or the dorms? Yet, international students represent one of the most vulnerable population groups during this time because most have nowhere to go. How do they shelter in place? How do they handle having their families thousands of miles away while dealing with complete isolation? Are they allowed into their home countries? If so, will they be allowed back into the United States? All of these questions have been flooding my mind in this challenging time. So I reached out to many of my previous podcast guests to see how they're doing. I am Pooja Radidas. And I'm an international student here in NYIT in the Long Island campus. My major is communication arts and currently I'm in my third semester. My name is Anne-Sophie. Um, I'm French. I'm senior at NYIT and um, I am currently in quarantine in Paris. Hi, I'm Lucy. I'm French but was born in Italy and grew up there before beginning my studies in Paris. I'm now a Comarts grad student at NYIT. I'm offense. Right now, I'm bunkered and um, well, I'm stuck at, um, at Glenhead. Stuck seems to be the prevailing term for them. Just as for everyone else, uncertainties are overwhelming right now. For them, the uncertainty of not being here nor there, of maybe not being able to go home, or conversely, not being allowed to come back is the toughest. For example, Pooja from India. I stay alone here in Hicksville, renting an apartment, and my family stays in Kolkata. The only issue that I am facing right now is the dilemma of traveling to India, visiting my parents. I had plans for visiting them during this time in August. That's the only time I visit them. And it's going to be a year now that I haven't visited them. And they are as paranoid as I am because traveling abroad is something we can't even think about. So my parents are really, really tensed and worried and... They think that I should visit them, get back to them, as there's been no activity going on, like going to school or work, as everybody's quarantined. But I don't think it's a very good idea to visit, considering the fact that all airports are closed. There's no international flights going to and fro. While on the other hand, Anne-Sophie at first... I was uh, self-quarantined in New York. I think 
yeah, three weeks ago I went back to Paris. I'm in Paris suburb. Um, everyone is okay, my family, and we're just like staying home. And Lucy, whose life was already a balance between France, Italy, and New York, has had a roller coaster ride of emotions. She is. I'm staying here in New York for the confinement or quarantine. My mom is in Lombardy, Italy, one of the regions the most affected by the virus. The situation there escalated and got serious a few weeks or even a month before it got here. I was talking to her on the phone every day and as she was telling me of all the like safety measures taken, uh, I started to get a little worried and took my precautions early on. I was trying not to take the public transport and I didn't even want to go out anymore, even for my friend's birthday. In Italy, people kind of ignored and minimized the virus in the beginning until the virus spread at an extremely rapid path. And the Italian people were trying to warn their neighbors uh, as friends, but also the United States, but they felt like the virus did not hit us yet, so nothing was urgent. I was worried early on and I felt kind of like misunderstood because of my friends here were still very careless and making jokes about it. I felt lonely and felt like only my friends already affected by the virus um, could get me. I really wanted to be home in Italy with my friends and family and unite with um, my people, if I could say, to fight and be strong with them. And that fine line between what is a recommendation, a regulation, actual legislation, and what is being enforced through police or military forces is something all nations and communities are struggling with. Restrictions and social distancing measures are necessary, as we've seen. But is there such a thing as taking things too far in order to enforce them? Afense, who has kept in touch with his family in South Africa from his quarantine here on Long Island, shared that... Back home, my family is, um, well, they're, they're doing okay. Um, the situation as it stands is that the, the, the mil- they have the military out um, in the streets, driving up and down, um, telling people to stay home. They're beating people up. If they see you out, they're giving you fines which is different to how I think it's being handled over here because over here we have the freedom to like go to the grocery store or even just like go on a walk if you feel you know that you need to get out the house but yeah that's that's what they're going through back there my family I mean they're okay I'm more worried about my grandmother but you know she'll be okay Nothing, nothing wrong has happened yet. There have been um, three deaths, I think. Oh, apparently. Um, I think nine people, nine people have died from police brutality. And people are making jokes saying um, the police are more deadly than COVID-19. Which I think is very true. And also, just like kind of a way just to let people know, just like stay home. All jokes aside, if we're starting to feel a bit stir-crazy confined here in the States, listen to how it's being handled in other places. My mom in Colombia can only leave her apartment building two days a week. That is dictated by the final digit of her ID card. 
she can only take her car out two days per week as well. That is based on the last digit of her license plate. Of her two allowed exit days and her two allowed vehicle days, only one overlaps. So she has only one day a week to go anywhere she may need her car for. Otherwise, she is not allowed to go for a run, a walk, or even just stand outside her apartment building at all. Police are stopping everyone each day and making sure they're going or coming from somewhere strictly necessary, like the grocery store or a pharmacy. Only one person per family is allowed to go shopping for food. No exceptions. So my little sister has not stepped foot outside the apartment in now five weeks. Quite different from here, don't you think? Pooja had similar reports from her family. In India, things are much controlled. Conditions are not so worse. Though there has been rising cases in the past few weeks, the government of India had reacted to this pandemic quite seriously in the initial stage of it. And there was like an immediate lockdown of the whole country with serious restrictions to traveling and socializing. There has been strict curfew laid down for people to actually go out only to acquire their necessity things. Apart from that, Everything is closed. Shopping malls, restaurants, theaters, everything. Conversely, in France, Anne-Sophie shares, uh, Today, I, I went out for the first time in a month to uh, walk my dog. Um, and I have to say I was kind of surprised to see that there were si still like people outside. But um, most of them had masks and were taking... Um, like they were paying attention to be not, not too close to others. I feel it also has to do with how seriously each government feels their populations will take recommendations or restrictions and how they decide or are able to allocate resources to enforce them. In terms of the initial quarantine experience for everyone and how it is evolving over time, I got mixed responses. It seems though, at least these international students have all their basic needs covered, which I was very relieved to hear. For now, I don't have great uncertainties as I could have had like three weeks ago. Uh, I know we still, we will still have access to basic needs like food, so that is not a worry. I have all my classes online, so that adds some feeling of normality to this weird situation. It keeps me busy. I just sometimes feel a little lonely, even though I always call my friends that are all around the world. We do video, call, video calls either on Zoom or on the house party app, and that feels really great. But I just wish I could like hold my friends or my boyfriend close to me. Over the past couple of weeks, I was scared that I was gonna get the virus. But I guess I've been in contact with, I told the school, I let them know what I've been going through and um, they are certain that I may have had the virus and um, they also say that my roommates who have been in contact with me also may have the virus despite not showing symptoms. They say they could be silent carriers and now as a result we have been ordered or they told us that we aren't allowed, we aren't allowed to leave the house for two weeks. I'm starting to be um, like kind of bored and um, 
don't know what to do because when you're stuck inside like for a short time you're like it's fine i can still manage to do stuff but when it's starting to be long then you're kind of like running out of id uh, and i know that we have one more month um so i started to um to do like tiktok challenge uh to pass time but i also have like all my homework and my classes so it takes it it does take me a lot of, a lot of time it's been almost like 50 to 55 days that i'm literally at home the first few weeks were really difficult for me because i wasn't prepared in fact nobody was prepared for this sort of a pandemic but I've slowly started to get used to the new normal, the new routine. The new normal. I've heard this a lot. And considering how adept international students are at adapting to begin with, I'm happy to report they each had something positive to share from all of this. In general, humans are designed for survival and adaptability. And hopefully this testimony can be encouragement to you too to make the most of this time in one way or another. And catching up on things that I've not done for so many years, like reading and painting. These are the two things I really loved to do, but due to time, I could never give enough time for that. And right now I'm really doing, making progress with you know, paintings and reading new books and starting, I'm also starting to do a few things that I've never tried before, like origami. These are the things that I've been doing. And I think that to accept things as they come is only sensible rather than lamenting on things that we could, you know, we could do. On a more positive aspect, I do things that I don't normally have time to do um, during this confinement. I really take time to cook, I do yoga every day, and I read a lot more than I usually do. I feel that I have more time to myself and this does feel good. Yesterday when they asked me to make a list of the stuff we're gonna need, I also asked for um, rolls of Kodak and Fujifilm so I could document how our lives are gonna be in this house for the next two weeks starting today with my friend's birthday enjoying the good weather because in france right now it's sunny so it's nice because we have a garden so we can we can take tea outside and that's nice it's amazing what a little sunshine can do for the soul i personally contracted the virus a little over two weeks ago fought it for about nine days it was really tough but i was able to overcome it many are not as fortunate and what I have to say is, staying home is the most important and the only sensible, logical answer for now surrounding all of the turmoil. The bad days are followed by the good ones, and the sun does always come back out at some point. So try to make the most of your time at home. Here's hoping all my listeners are healthy and safe. We'll get through it, I hope. But that's, that's what we've been going through. I feel we should try to do new things to keep ourselves occupied and keeping ourselves sane. I hope like we'll be um, done with this coronavirus as soon as possible. I'm sure things are going to get better and I hope everyone stay safe and stay home. 
Thanks for listening to this special edition of NYIT International. I'm Emily Tafur, and this show was produced, written, and edited by me for Globesville. Thank you so much to Offense, Pooja, Lucy, and Anne-Sophie for making time to share their experiences with me. Keep on keeping on, New York Tech.